0: Welcome to the birthday edition of The Mirror, The Odyssey Within. I'm your host, Kevin Lamar Scott. And today is my birthday. The big five two today. I'm 52 years old and I appreciate being here with you. On our last podcast podcast, we covered where I grew up, Waddell Park. But I want to correct a few things today. Waddell Park is actually a park. It's not a neighborhood. And Waddell Park features five acres, a basketball court, a multi-purpose field, a picnic shelter, and playground. The actual place that I grew up was called Oakland Park. And Oakland Park has a lot of historical significance. Um, and it, even today, as I think and look back on a lot of things, um, I never really identified with it as Oakland Park. And that's what, the, you know, the strange thing about when you grow up, you know, I kind of identified the park as the place I grew up. Because, you know, we, a lot of us uh, kids, we gravitated toward that area. And when I tell you, in talking about Oakland Park, it's it's the whole area. But White Air Park is... Is a park, and then you have Oakland Cemetery that's connected to it, and then there's Whiteale Street, there's Orvis, and then there is Oakland Avenue. So it brings in uh, a lot of different uh, areas. It's it's, uh, and I'm glad to have been reminded. Uh, of this by uh, Andy Anderson, who was uh, the older brother of a, a great friend of mine uh, during my childhood, Barry Anderson. I call him Mr. CIAA. I believe my, my listeners know uh, who I'm talking about. But I really want to talk about Oakland Park and its significance. So, Oakland Park, uh, as an African American neighborhood, uh, is one of the Charlotte's best preserved post World War II suburbs. It was created for African American families in the latter days of racial segregation by Charles Irvin. You see, Charles Irvin was the city's most prolific suburban developer and even today the brick ranch houses and split levels that line gun street and and gun street was named for the educator and national lone jazz musician j.h jimmy Gunn, and then this incorporates whitel street dean street orver street Miles Court, K Street, and parts of Russell Avenue, and Mulberry. And it, and it looked just much like they did when they were first built between the years of 1955 and 1961. The neighborhood's original homeowners uh, worked in a wide array of occupations, from ministers to educators to, to warehousemen to janitors, and most households, what we call two-career families with women employed as teachers. Notable history makers uh, also stayed in that area, including Dr. C.W. Williams, a pioneer in desegregating health care, Dr. Mary T. Harper, co-founder of the museum that is now the Harvey Gantt Center for African Americans' Art and Culture, the Reverend Raymond Worsley, pastor at the city's leading Black Presbyterian Church and a spokesman for, for civil rights, and also Willie L. Johnson Sr. and his son Gerald Orrin Johnson, who published the Black Charlotte Post newspaper for over four decades. And it's that significance that I can tell you um, is why I, I just fell in love with the neighborhood. You know, I can remember, um, you know, gravitating outside of where Wide Park was. And I would go to Oakland to see uh, T.Y. Hobbs, Terry Hobbs, Spencer Clark. Those were my friends over there. In, um, in Biddleville, I had my friend Dexter Green In um, other areas such as Fairmont. There was, um, uh, Melvina Miller, her brother Ellis and when I went to Booker Avenue, of course there was Barry and his brother Andy and Randy, Randy Simpson. Of course, I I spoke about Randy uh, when we last talked about uh, the the topic of bullying. Uh, me and Randy uh, teamed together to keep the bullies off of us in elementary school at Oakland. And so this, uh, as I want to tell you, growing up, you know has its battles you know and and, and, and living in Oakland Park was you know, like I said, I, I had you know some things that I needed to wake up from. And I wrote a poem about it. And its I'm going to tell you what's so significant to me today, as I turn 52 today, is that, you know, here lately, I've had some negativity uh, kind of thrown my way. And it was disappointing. Because the negativity had no truth to it and it but i can't feed into that issue so i wanted to move on from that and so i wrote a poem about it and i wanted to uh, uh for you to listen to to you sort of get what's, what's going on. So it's called Wake Up. How can you continue to spread negativity? Wonder why your words are in such hot debate. Don't hide behind the First Amendment. Be accountable for the things you say. Censorship is not the answer, but responsibility must be taken. Your lyrics may not do the killing, but it affects a whole generation. The promotion of violence and hate. Only lead to devastation. Wake up before it's too late. Armageddon is coming. You see, for me, I've had those trials and tribulations. But the way I was raised in Oakland Park always made me feel like I can overcome any obstacle that's put forth put in my way. As I increase my circle of friends you know from the different neighborhoods that I talked about I always try to learn something from somebody and even when I had people who could be disrespectful to me, talk behind my back And proceed to, as I've talked about, assassinate my character. Which, recently, um, I've had a revision of it. And that's something that even I still struggle with today. And, of course, you know I wrote a poem about it. So the struggle, the endless, the endless struggle to survive a life full of hope. Give me a rope to subside. My trouble so difficult to cope in this life, not promised tomorrow, but an eternal scope decision to follow the right or wrong path. Initiate a greater task, being united with God in every way. Prepare yourself for judgment day. So, yes, I still struggle with people who put out propaganda, who continue to try to hurt a person who's only given them love or tried to help them. It's disappointing, but that's just the way it is. When you're trying to live right and do the right things, these things are going to come your way. And these are some of my life lessons that I learned at Oakland Park, White Air Park, that that prepared me for life. And as I go down that road. You know, there are times I just often often drives me, you know, somewhat insane. Um, And I want to share with you a poem called Insanity. Images converge, spontaneously busting, trying to materialize, needing to surge, past all those memories, displaying displaying courage, no tears in my eyes, splurging on despair, no one could recognize, the pain in the air, draining me, taking its toll, praying to God, recharging my soul, living this life without you, maintaining control, dying inside, too vain to explode. Realizing there's a higher goal to attain. Seeking my salvation without going insane. And I can tell you that in the years of uh, 2017 2018 and 19 I lost the three closest people to me. And I lost my grandmother, my mom, my dad, and then my mom. I have a living father. I was lucky to have had uh, two fathers. My stepfather, which which I call my dad, and I have my daddy um, who's living and um, I'm so happy that I have at least one parent left and I can tell you that I just I went through some things you know I um, I began to have these selfish thoughts and uh, it was tough, but you know the way I was raised, in the community I come from. You know, I I just pride myself on doing better and being better. And I mean, it it was difficult, and and today I still have my struggles because. I I just want to remember how I was um, not only raised, but how important it is to rise above all that negativity that people come at you with and the things that they do that can be hurtful. I mean, I would think at this age that these things would, you know, slow down, but it just never has. And I am lucky. Um, like, I, I always think of myself as a survivor. And on this historic day for me, for being fifty two years old today and for be being able to podcast to being able to talk about my feelings um is 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 the the ultimate and and you've heard me use utopia for me it's the ultimate experience it's um it's 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 what i do it's what I do in life and I mean, I I can remember my father wrote me a letter and he sent me a poem. And it was um, the Kipling poem. One of his most famous poems. And in that poem... He says you should strive to walk with kings and queens, and never lose the common touch. And that's what I think when I think of Oakland Park and the people in the neighborhood that represent us. Um, I can remember when. Um, My senior year, a young lady who was really, if it wasn't for her, getting me to school every day, I would miss the bus every day. And Tamara Thompson would literally wait on me and take me to school at least two or three times out the week. Never charge me for gas money, even though I tried to give it to her. She was very helpful to me. I had good grades my senior year. I had all A's. I think I had one C um, in one of my advanced classes. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have made attendance every day because I worked um, and until sometimes 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I I thank her today. And that, that was um, something that, you know, when you look back on, um, those are good memories. Those are good memories that, that she took the time out to make sure, you know, I got to school on time. I promise you, I would not have graduated because I would have probably missed it at least three three times a week. So I just want to let her know that I appreciate that. Tomorrow, Thompson, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. And as far as the ladies in the neighborhood, Oakland Park, I had a few friends growing up, a few lady friends, Sean Cole, Melvina Miller, Sheila Kennedy, and to the rest of the ladies that, I was, I could sometimes not be the nicest kid. I want to apologize because I was raised better and sometimes I was a little, um, I mean, and mean spirited, um, and I hope that this, that that you know that my apology is sincere. And there's some things that um, I've grown up to be a much better man than I was a, a a young boy. So I pride myself on trying to do the right thing and making sure I make amends for. For what for what I've done in my life, um, and I just want to, you know, offer forgiveness for those who have trespassed against me, who who have, in a sense, done me wrong. You know that that's forgiven, that's done. Um, you get to be a certain age; you, just, you gotta let those things go. You know, so I hope you know this provides opportunity to you know for some healing, and I think that's important because i i mean i I th- that recourse for me i I just don't have any other recourse at all um the reason I do this podcast is. To reach beyond the scope of basic human understanding, because we're all individuals we all think differently and we do different things but um, as we go down life as we go down this 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 thing we call life, I hope we can have some more appreciation for those not only around us for for those who We need the compassion. We need the help. And that's what this podcast is is all about. Um, Because the biggest enemy you'll ever have in your life is you. You're the one holding yourself back. The best advice that was ever given to me. Was. To get out of my own way. And a lot of us need to do that. And. When we look back on our life, where we come from, how far we've evolved. And I just wanted to give you my experience. The, the things that happened to me. Um, and to sort of wrap up you know, my documentary on my life. And when I did confessions, there's still some people that I haven't heard from. But that's okay. But I, I'm, I, that door is closed. So, if they, uh, you know, when you give somebody the opportunity and you shine a light upon something and they still have no reply, there's nothing you can do at all. At all. And then, and, and, and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with that. You know. But, It just, you know, when is enough enough? When just will it stop? And I'm going to continue to work hard for those who don't have that voice. And I'm going to continue to be there for even people who are not there for me. Because I, I, I just believe you have to do the right thing. You know? You have to do the right thing. You really have to. And I'm and that's what I'm all about. So as I go down this this road, this journey, this life. I will continue to be more and more positive. And the more positive I seem to have been has seem to have gotten, the more negativity seems to sweep my way. But I'm not gonna let that stop me from spreading spreading that message of hope, love, respect. And you know that's the one thing that I won't I won't tolerate, disrespect. I don't do that. I can't. And I won't. But I can have compassion for those who don't have the understanding that is capable of solving issues and situations. And, you know, as I head down that road... Um, I'm just reminded of being like that traveler and to be able to transport myself, um, but in the meanwhile, you know, I always have to watch out for those and watch those very closely around me that try their best to assassinate my character. And so there's a poem I wrote called The Snake. Daylight approaching the embrace of a dance, a dish served cold in a game called chance, tangled and weaved in a bitter trance, open to a closed heart and search of romance, broken to the beat on his last stance. How could love be so cruel? Dagger in the back and axe to be cool, vibrations of engagement ceasing to exist, allocated to darkness in the mist, disappearing slowly in agony, confined to appear as if it were tragedy, scripted to the victim laughing as the Oscar hits him, fooled by thorns with diamonds in them. Did you look before you leaped as you die from my venom? But I recognize I don't have to reach out and and touch someone I let my God handle it. I let God handle it. I just give it to God. And and that's what I plan on doing as I continue to travel this world and navigate through this world for the rest of my life. And, you know, no matter where I go and what I do, you know, Oakland Park Why that part is with me. And, And that'll never change. That never changes. And I wrote a small poem about it. And the poem is called The Traveler. I want to explore the world. Not yet get caught in a purple haze. Don't want to get faxed into a land grays. I'm very amazed by all my travels and trade. But there's no place like home. And I just miss those days of having my mother and father and my siblings around and my friends. Because the older I get, the more I've gotten away from that from that sense of comfort comfort and family that I had as a younger person. And sometimes it almost feels like you're alone, but my faith in God continues to still guide me and to to make sure I remember where I came from and the people that I met and the values That were giving to me the gifts, the jewels of knowledge. That was just so important. And so, as I wrap up Oakland Park, Wadale Park 2, it was not necessarily about the place as the person inside me that was formed from such a place. And I want to thank my listeners. I want to thank the support I've been been getting uh, and the appreciation that I have for people on this birthday edition of The Mirror, The Odyssey Within. I couldn't think of a better time to orchestrate and put out this message of love, self-awareness and creativity and to not be afraid to take a chance on revealing who you are to the world without actually hurting anybody. Because if, if you know Truly, if you truly know me, you know it's all about love, and and that's all. And respect, and we appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, signing off from the mirror, the Odyssey within.